Before we get started, before any of this starts, I'd like to remind you that you can experience an ad-free version of this by clicking the link in the description that says plus.acast.com slash s slash Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Exurgat Deus Dispentur in Amicius, et Fugiancio Derunteum Afache Eius. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. Let all those who hate him flee from before his face. You know, this might be the last podcast for practical reasons. Not that I'll stop recording, but it just looks like they're really, really striving for the end of the road. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. Let's get started with a prayer. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Sancta Michael Arcangeli, defende nosum proelio. Contra nequitiam et insidias diaboli est opraesidium. Imperetili Deus supplicas deprecamur, duque princeps militae calestis, satana maliosque spiritus malignosque ad perditionem animarum, pervegantur in mundo divina virtute, in infernum de trude. Amen. Cor Jesus Sacratissimum Miserere Nobis, Mater Dolorosa, Ora Pro Nobis. Beatis Carolus Domo Austriae, Ora Pro Nobis. Domine ostende facium tuum et salvi erimus, Ave Maria Purissima, Immaculata Conceptio Est. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. I know it's really weird to start a podcast and say, this might be the last one for practical reasons, but I'm going to go ahead and read you 14 days worth of news. You ready? Here we go. September 21st, Joseph Robinette Biden gives major discourse at the United Nations calling for the creation of a Palestinian state. September 22nd, Israeli Prime Minister Yair Lapid also gives a major speech at the United Nations calling for the creation of a Palestinian state. September 23rd, the storm that will become known as Hurricane Ian is officially designated as Tropical Depression 9. September, also September 23rd, voting begins in Zaporizhia, Kherson, Luhansk, and Donetsk to determine if those territories, the Donbass, will, will formally request to join Russia. Also September 23rd, the official White House site posts a very alarming statement which threatens to, quote, improve additional, or excuse me, impose additional swift and severe economic costs on Russia for holding the referendum in the four disputed territories. September 26th, the Nord Stream pipeline system is sabotaged. An explosion measuring 1.9 on the Richter scale is followed by another explosion measuring 2.3 on the Richter scale. Following the explosions, three enormous leaks are detected. Also September 26th, the Dow Jones Industrial Average 
plunges into bear market territory. September 27th. The results of the referendum in Zaporizhia, Kherson, Luhansk, and Donetsk are announced, and they come for overwhelming 90 plus percent majority join Russia. <clears throat> September 28th. Hurricane Ian comes ashore on the west coast of Florida. At this point, it's being projected, and this is when this is written, that Ian will be the costliest disaster in the entire history of the United States, which is garbage because adjusted for inflation and all that other stuff, I mean, I remember Hurricane Andrew. Let me say that again. I remember Hurricane Andrew. And Andrew was like God's thumb sweeping across the Florida, Florida Peninsula. So, don't want to hear it. September 30th. Russia officially annexes Zaporizhia, Kherson, Luhansk, and Donetsk. October 1st. Russia sends a fleet of bombers to a military base where a substantial... Oh, let me back up. Four days ago, well, five days ago now, also on September 30th, Ukraine submits the accelerated process application to become part of NATO. October 1st, Russia sends a fleet of bombers to a military base where a substantial number of nuclear weapons are stored. October 2nd, Ukrainian forces recapture the key city of Lyman from the Russians. And in the news today, as they go over the recaps of everything that's happening, which is oddly thin, but there was at least enough for one person to be able to say, hey, so you remember last week when suddenly this pipeline exploded and started leaking natural gas out into the Baltic Sea? Yeah, well, see, it turns out that according to the behavior of the United States of America, oh yeah, it was us. <clears throat> so I originally said I wasn't going to say a lot of this. Um, I got an email from a listener and it basically we're going to go ahead and say all of the things that haven't been said this is the response I'm just going to read the letter you can take it as it is Yeah, we're just going to dive in. Hello. I haven't spoken about Russia and China and adenovirus vector vaccines because I haven't been able to confirm it yet due to the lack of extra time. However, since you're not the first to mention this, I can assume there's no small level of validity in this. In essence, the fact that they did not sign up for the global experiment tells me that Putin, at a minimum, is serious when he says his first priority as leader of the Russian Federation, his first priority, is the well-being of his country. Putin was on board with the Davos agenda up until about 10 years ago. However, over the last four or five years, it became obvious he was no longer one of theirs. Xi Jinping, on the other hand, has been feeding the Davos crowd the Chinese agenda as a way forward for their own agenda. And the Davos crowd doesn't actually care about the things they say are important. You know, they don't care about climate change. They don't care about freedom and democracy. They don't actually care about these things. <clears throat> they only care about the aggregation of power up to central command structures and preferably theirs. <clears throat> of course, they want it to be theirs so they can paint the world in their own image. Now, China's been very open about the fact that they're interested in becoming the new unchallenged hegemony in the world. It's the whole point behind the Belt and Road initiative. The Thousand Talents, the 
the deploying of secret Chinese police stations across the United States and Canada and Europe. And they will lie and cheat and steal their way to the top, as is necessary. Of course, the Davos crowd believes they can manipulate China into the chain's forge for them. However, quite clearly, China is not interested in furthering their own destruction beyond what their evil policies have already done to them. There are a lot of Catholic commentators who are willing to throw stones at Putin for becoming allies with China and the Middle East. However, those nations don't pose the same threat to Russia as the Western onslaught of degeneracy and predation. Need I remind you, Ukraine is the last frontier. And by the way, the nation of Ukraine actually is a Russian word for the frontier. So when you call it the Ukraine, you're simply calling it the frontier of Russia, the borderlands. <clears throat> but Ukraine was the last one. Latvia, Estonia, Lithuania, all on the Russian border. Sweden hasn't gone all in yet, getting there, probably will. Finland, Norway, these are all very, very close, remarkably close to Russia, to Russian border, to the Russian border and Russian national interests. NATO is in pretty much every single country. The U.S. has an occupying presence in nearly every single country, directly bordering the Russian Federation. And Russia said Ukraine was a step too far. Why? Well, Ukraine, as a NATO nation, would successfully cut Russia off, would have successfully cut Russia off from warm water ports. Kind of important. That's why they were happy to go in and annex Crimea. That's why the Duhansk, excuse me, I meant to say Donbass, the, Don, the whole Donbass region, that's why the whole Donbass region is somewhat important. It provides access. Additionally, having defensive weapons in Ukraine, as we do in all of the other NATO nations, and this is the thing that all of the other, other NATO, NATO allies, NATO nations, the NATO sort of cohort, we've got, quote-unquote, defensive weapons in every one of those nations that surround the border of Russia. Can we just say, duh? Of course they were going to respond. Oh, and it's not like... It's, okay. Everyone wants to throw stones at Putin. It's like, well, he's, you know, he's no saint. Name a politician that's ever been... Seriously, go through, name a politician who's ever been a saint. Is there any blessed senator? Any blessed congressman? Any blessed parliamentarian? Do we have any prime ministers that even qualify as the servant of God? Has there ever been a saint in Western politics? Ever. Oh, well, Putin's kind of a bad guy, too. Uh, shut up. Putin is not promoting the trans agenda. Putin is not promoting critical race theory. Putin is not promoting the climate crisis as a means of control. Putin is not doing any of those things. He's not anti-God, anti-family, anti-Christ. Yes, the Russians are in schism. We'll get to that in just a second. Yes, you don't have the freedoms in Russia that we used to have in the United States of America. Okay, I got it. But you look... At the things that are coming out of Davos, look at the things that are coming out of the European Union. Look at the things, look at the vile nastiness that's coming out of TikTok in the United States. And tell me 
that you're on board with all of that. Because I can tell you that if you're not on board with all of that, then you're a shill for Vladimir Putin. If you're not on board with the trans agenda, where boys can become girls and girls can become boys, and all they got to do is cut off their boobs and their genitals, and they can become a member of the opposite sex. If you're not on board with that, then you're a shill for, for Putin. If you're not on board with an eight-year-old being able to do that to themselves, then you're a shill for Vladimir Putin. Then you're a fascist. We're going to get to the fascist thing here in a second, also, once I'm done reading this letter. If you're not for absolute open borders and the flooding of your country by people who don't believe what you believe, who don't have the culture that you think you have, who don't speak the language, who aren't skilled enough to participate, who are literally just raping and murdering their way across the country, if you're not on board with that kind of illegal immigration, then you're a shill for Vladimir Putin. Then you're on Vladimir Putin's side. Because you and he agree. And it's easy to forget that Mussolini allied with Hitler despite hating him and trying to get Pius XII to excommunicate him to strip him of the German Catholic support. Speaking of Mussolini, the new Mussolini, a pretty blonde-haired woman, Georgia Maloney, is now heir to Mussolini's thought process. So maybe we should step back and take a really good close look at Mussolini's thought process and see if Maybe we didn't make a mistake by lumping him and forcing him into bed with Adolf Hitler. We often like to forget the Byzantine and Machiavellian politics are trademarks of Russia and Italy. Byzantine politics, of course, really being a trademark of Greece, but that did carry through the Eastern Church up into Russia. The Russian Orthodox is in, uh, Church is in schism, but they don't reject the creeds of the Catholic faith the way the Freemasons and the Protestants do. They're not enemies of the faith. They're actually our separated brethren. And not without reason. I am a Catholic born in America. I love my countrymen, but I'm not going to deny the fact that my countrymen hate the faith. Virulently. I've said this on this podcast before. You cannot be my brother if you do not have the same mother and father as I do. Well, my father is the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. My mother is the Blessed Virgin Mary and Holy Mother Church. So my country will forever suffer second and third order effects, at least from my perspective, so long as they don't convert. So long as this country does not convert to the one holy Catholic and apostolic church. So long as this country does not accept the teachings proven over the last 2,000 years. So long as they don't accept the faith as outlined in the Apostles' Creed, the Nicene Creed, the Athanasian Creed. So long as they reject the Ten Commandments. So long as they reject the Church's teaching on marriage and the family. So long as they reject the Church's teaching on hierarchy on the natural order. So long as they reject, and here's the thing, Protestants have done a really good job, in particularly the Protestants in leadership positions. They've done a fantastic job in making it sound like the church has not been willing to share all of its information, all of its history, just tell you. We'll, we will tell you everything that happened 
during the Crusades. We will tell you that stuff went sideways and we raided Constantinople instead of going to the Holy Land. But we will also tell you that only half of that crusade raided Constantinople. The other half went back into France to fight against the Albig- to fight the Albigensian heresy. So my country, the United States of America, is a necessary evil. It's necessary in that it already exists. I have to deal with the United States of America. I have to deal with its government. I have to deal with the fact that I'm in a land that was converted by Jesuits and Franciscans. Literally, this is actually where I've moved. By Jesuits and Franciscans. I live in a part of the land that was New France. That was Catholic. Before the Protestants came over and decided to label all of those Catholics as quote-unquote noble savages. We were here first. They're a necessary evil in that they exist, and it is necessary for me to deal with them. But they are evil. They've been promoting the trans agenda, the anti-family, anti-God, anti-Christ agenda for my entire life. They had me fooled for 30 years. And while I don't hate them, I'm also really not willing to countenance Protestant nonsense. The Protestants have decided to cut themselves off from the faith. They cut themselves off from the truth, they cut themselves off from history, and then they turn around and blame the very church that they cut themselves off from for not telling, oh, you should tell us everything. Shut up. Quit being a whiny... Well, okay, you know the word I'm going to use after that. It's not a very nice word. The listener who sent me the email mentioned that there was a possibility that Russia and China were trying to hack our medical databases. And it wouldn't surprise me. I suspect, if that, if that is in fact the case, because I don't, I don't have enough information about it, but I'm well aware of the fact that Russia and China have been actively on a hacking campaign. Like, cyber, cyber attacks have been a thing coming from them uh, for, for more than a decade now. So, it doesn't take a whole lot. But specifically, if I were them and I was trying to hack in and find out about COVID and the vaccines, then I would want to know the danger that those bioweapons actually pose. And if it took hacking, then I would absolutely do it. A lot of the stuff I said in that, I've been reticent about saying because I wanted to put it off a little bit longer. Dear family, the United States of America is not on the right side of history. We're not. Never in my life has it been so brazenly obvious that we are about world domination. Never in my life, first off, it only has been recently when it even occurred to me. Look, I know at this point you guys got to be like, oh, would you just finish a sentence, finish a statement? I was assigned to an organization called the, called the Security Assistance Training Management Organization. When I was assigned there, it was a part of the, Jeff, uh, the JFK Special Warfare Center in school. <clears throat> I was aware of the fact that we were involved in the affairs of 66 different nations. And 3,000 soldiers deployed to 66 different nations around the world. 
not including Iraq and Afghanistan. We have troops in Thailand, in the Philippines. We have troops in Vietnam. We have troops in South America, Ecuador, Colombia, Brazil, Argentina, Chile. We got troops pretty much everywhere. And it's easy to sort of forget that we have troops everywhere. But the most important, and, and at the time when I was assigned there, I, could, I can still remember the pins on the map that mark the troop locations in Europe. And at the, at the time, when I was assigned there, I did not understand the ramifications of what that meant for Russian sovereignty. You see, we had troops in Kosovo, and troops in Serbia, troops in Macedonia, and troops in Bosnia, Herzegovina, troops in Croatia, troops in Czechia, troops in Lithuania, in Poland, troops in Ukraine, not officially. We still don't have troops officially in Ukraine now, even though we obviously have troops in Ukraine. Troops in East Germany, Latvia, Lithuania, Estonia, troops in Sweden, fewer troops in Sweden. It's really like a very, very, very tiny force, mostly negotiating and all that other stuff. Operations, not operations operate, not like military training operations, but operations, diplomatic operations. <clears throat> In Finland, Norway. And you get an opportunity. I want you to look at all of these places in the map on the maps. We had troops in Kazakhstan. Troops in Kyrgyzstan. We almost had troops in Uzbekistan, Tajikistan, Turkmenistan. If you take a map and you actually highlight all of the nations that I've talked about, and then, of course, Syria, Iraq, Afghanistan. If you highlight the countries that I've just named where we've had American presence, and then ask me again why Russia felt threatened. Because every nation that I mentioned is at or near the border of the Russian Federation. The picture I just painted actually just showed that we surrounded the Russian Federation. Dear family, we don't have troops in China, but we did, I don't know if we still do, have troops in Mongolia. We've got troops in South Korea, troops in Japan. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. If we were playing Risk, Diplomatic Edition, Russia's surrounded on all sides, not by an enemy that they regard as an enemy. I mean, sure, I'm sure they'd regard us as much more of an enemy now. But we have no reason to be an enemy to Russia. Think about it. Our reason to be an enemy of Russia ended in the Cold War. Should have. Except that Russia stopped being communist and we started being communist, so maybe that's a good reason. But we don't have a good reason to be enemies with Russia. It's a rich culture, rich history, rich language. So what are we doing? Why? If you can name an adequate reason why we have to be enemies with Russia, I'd like to know. Because I don't see it. Oh, well, they're Russia. Who cares? Like, seriously, the reason... You're going to have me Look at someone who's promoting Christianity in his country. Is it is it seeding well? I don't think so. Why? Because it's not Catholicism. Because it's not true Catholicism. That's really where the answer is. But as, his, but as a national leader, he's promoting Christianity. He's promoting the family. He's promoting. He can do more, I'm sure. But you're going to sit there and tell me he's the bad guy? Why? Because we've seen him ride horses shirtless? Because we've seen him hunting whales with a harpoon. By the way, we've seen these. Because he's... Oh, because he's former KGB? Seriously, what are... What are the threats? What is actually... Someone has, see, I understood the threat of communism... But what is it that Russia is spreading now that's so dangerous? Oil, gas, vodka? What is it? See, I would argue that the failure of our leaders, among many, is that they've failed to actually couch any argument they failed to actually say this is why Russia bad. So why so why is Russia bad? If they can't answer that question, then they then they need to quit the crap that they're pulling overseas. Because when I read 
that list. I realize that we, we're going to be at war, open war with Russia in a month. That's the pace that we're at. And I don't even think it's going to be a month. I think it's actually going to be weeks. It'll be right around Veterans Day when the first nuke drops. If I'm reading this right, and I pray, oh, Lord, I pray I'm wrong. I pray I'm wrong. But this looks like the end. This looks like the end of the road. So here's what I see happening in the immediate future. Can't tell you exactly what order, but if we make it to Veterans Day without a nuclear bomb dropping, I'll be impressed. The November election is going to be the excuse that they, it's, it's actually, we're going to cross that threshold and they're going to finally let go of the crap that they've been doing to the oil industry. So in the aftermath of the November election, expect oil prices to, to pop up significantly. They're being artificially suppressed right now by whatever means they have available. Expect that to pop off. Food prices are going to start to go up as a result of the oil prices, for the most part. There's going to be, there's going to be more financial turmoil. They're going to have to do something. They're going to have to try and distract somehow. But the economic holocaust that's coming is coming, period. I don't know that we'll have enough time to worry about it because as soon as the bombs drop, as soon as the first bomb, because here's the thing, they came out and basically admitted that we sabotaged the pipeline. They didn't say it in so many words, not like you're going to get them to say it in so many words, at least not for another few weeks, but I anticipate in, the, in sometime in the next few weeks, it's going to come out, it's going to be basically irrefutable that the United States of America is directly responsible for the sabotaging of Nord Stream 2. When that happens, that is an act of war. That is an act of war. And at that point, doesn't matter if it is, if it was us directly or it was Germany at our behest or whoever, it does not matter. At that point, no longer matters. There could be a formal declaration of war at that point, and it's on. It's on like Donkey Kong. What's the United Nations going to do? They're split 50-50. The whole point behind the United Nations was to do what? Was to keep this exact prospect from happening. And yet, two members of the UN Security Council are about to go at each other's throats. That's going to be fun. When that happens, prices are going to prices are going to get wonky. The markets are going to get wonky. I don't know if they're going to go up or down. Probably down, and then, in all honesty, some of it's probably going to shoot up. But at that point, the fractures are really going to come into place because they're going to have to because they're going to have to stop a whole bunch of stuff. Because at that point, now we need to go ahead and divert for a war footing. Now we actually have to try and do the things, oh, without the oil and gas, because we don't have the strategic oil reserves, because they've been dumped for the last year into the economy, into China's economy. Why? Never mind. Anyway. <clears throat> so we don't have the strategic oil reserves. We don't have, I mean, the federal government's got bullets and they got 87,000 new IRS agents. So personally, I would say they go fight the war. But again, that's not going to be what that's not going to be how this is going to work. We're protected by the oceans, which means we're not going to suffer from invasion, but we're not protected from nukes. We're not protected from cruise missile attacks. The Russians have cruise missiles. They have bombers. They have all that stuff. No one is going to dial back. If this gets started, it's going to stay started. So we have a choice. 
You can pray for the financial collapse of America prior to, or you can duck and cover. Food, water, get through the first. Make sure that you have enough for a few days. Airburst nuclear weapons generally knock a whole bunch of stuff around, but you're going you're gonna to want to have fresh water. Distilled water, <clears throat> distilled water is good. is especially good for rinsing off radio radioactive dust and debris. If you're not in a blast zone, if you're in a blast zone, don't worry about it. You won't be long. But I've been saying for several weeks now, Catholic prophecy only mentions the West in that it's the beast of beast from the West. Now, I want to tidy up a few things talking about that because we've kind of reached that point. We are the beast out of the sea. We're it. Seven heads, ten horns. We're it. We're the beast out of the sea. We have uttered blasphemies against God and his mother. We have created the image of the beast. We all bear the mark in our heads and on our hands. You don't think so? You doubt it. What is an image? In scripture, generally everybody agrees that it's supposed to be a statue that walks and talks. Or at least talks. But dear family, that was written at a time when we didn't have paint. Not to the degree we do now. Seriously, it was written at a time when we did not have paint like we do, like we would 500 years later. How many paintings survived the Roman Empire? Mosaics, yes. But in the thousand years that would follow the Roman Empire, you got Rembrandt. You got... <laughs> all manner of magnificent artists. Not just statues, but most of the artwork that survived the Roman Empire were statues. 500 years later... Stained glass. 500 years after that, canvas painted with oil paints. 500 years after that, television. When the pictures move. When images talk. And we all worship, particularly in the West, we all worship the image of the beast. Think about it. What are the most popular shows today? What have been the most popular shows over the last several years? The Avengers? Harry Potter? I mean, we did get Lord of the Rings in there, which is good. But over the last several decades, most of the most popular movies have been about degeneracy and violence. Sexual degeneracy and violence. We all know it. It's been talked about over and over again. And we've worshipped at the altar... That is our television, our idiot box, the movie theater. You understand, people go to the movie. Do you understand that up until up until COVID, people went to the movies more often than they went to church? 
Let that sink in. People went to the movies more often than they go to church. People don't go to their local people don't go to their parish day after day. No one spends seven days a week at their parish. No one goes to potlucks and this and that and the other, get-togethers. No one does that, but everyone sits in front of their television for between two and eight hours every single day. You don't spend that much time at church. Some people don't even spend that much time at work. And what do you do? You sit there, you eat, you drink, you watch your sports ball, you watch your movies. You get to get people get together just to sit around the television. Dear family, the TV is the altar, is the home altar of the modern world. And everyone worships the beast and the image of the beast. Oh, and these images speak blasphemies against God. <clears throat> what was the last time you saw a movie that didn't that did not take the Lord's name in vain? There's only a few seriously, there's only a few people who actually make movies where they make sure that never happens. One of them is Mel Gibson. For all the other cussing that goes on, for all the degeneracy and the violence, in those scripts, the Lord's name is never taken in vain. You're like, well, that's a low bar. Well, it is a low bar. People still bleep out F-bombs and still take the Lord's name in vain. Which one of those is actually worse, do you think? How many... <laughs> Let's take it one step further. Trinity Broadcasting Network, TBN, the Protestant television station. How many blasphemies are spoken out? How much heresy, how much apostasy is actually taught by a supposed Christian broadcasting network? Around the world. From where? From America. We built the television. We disseminated the television around the world. We gave the people the means of their oppression. And then we put up blasphemous images and lewd images all day long. We got whole television shows dedicated to conspiracy theories about hum how humankind was made by ancient aliens rather than created by God in his image and likeness. Do you not think that that's blasphemous? Sex, drugs, violence. Degeneracy of every kind, on every level. Images that scar and wound the human psyche. Even when, even when you're talking about a documentary or a movie that is, you know, based on actual events. You know, we were soldiers once, or we were soldiers. Fury, Saving Private Ryan, even in those cases, still. Blasphemous images. Now, if you feel convicted by this, great. Get that television out of your house. If you can do one better and get the computer out of your house, probably be better. Get the phone out of your house. At a minimum, you have to recognize these things for what they are. Why do I think we're near the end times? Hmm. It might be because we check all the boxes. This time around, we're checking all the boxes. In the close of the 20th century, we have been checking all the boxes. Now, does that mean it's the end, the end? Uh, 
If this is a precursor, I really hate to see what that looks like. Seriously, I really do. Because Rome has lost the faith. The Holy Father preaches heresy now. He's quite clearly become a slave to the devil. Wish that wasn't the case. I pray for his conversion. But Rome has lost, lost the faith, so we're not getting any help there. They become puppets. <clears throat> the Vatican has become puppets of the Freemasons. That diabolical sect. In all the world, good is now evil, and evil is now good, according to their reckoning. It's now evil to have a family. It's now evil to be a man. It's now evil to be a woman. I mean, for crying out loud, we just went through the better part of a year where they wouldn't even say the name woman. Till we went after their right to kill babies, then they could say woman a lot. Because even they have to... They, even they have to submit to natural reality. Whether or not they're conscious they're doing it doesn't really matter. The mark of the beast in their heads or in their hands? In their heads, as they're taken over by the, blas by the blasphemies uttered by the image of the beast as they worship there every single night. Every night. I would say I would say six days a week where the seventh day you get church, but like I said, people go to the movies more often than they go to church. The mark of the beast in their heads because their minds are completely reprobate. The mark of the beast in their hands because their hands cannot do but evil. The number of the beast, 666. If you look at what the numbers mean, then you realize we're already there. 666. It's not just the numbers, 666. It is six hundreds, six tens, and six. And if you look at the and if you look at what the message is in one hundred and ten, that's when the message becomes clear. The number of his name is the perfection of impurity. The completion of impurity. <clears throat> impurity at every level. To my Protestant friends out there who are like, oh, wow, he seems to be off on a, on a tear on this one. <clears throat> I'm going to remind you that the Apocalypse of St. John wasn't written to you. The Apocalypse of St. John was written to Christ's church. You're like, but we believe in Christ. We're part of his church. No, you're not. You're not. When John wrote the Apocalypse, there was only the Catholic Church. When John wrote the Apocalypse... We were on like our fourth or fifth pope. When John wrote the Apocalypse, it was right around the same time that he had recognized that the mantle of authority had passed from Peter to Linus to Cletus to Clement. He was the last living apostle, and he recognized the authority 
of the successor of Peter to make the rules for the church. To give the final decision for the church in guardianship of the faith. He was not writing the apocalypse to Lutherans. He was not writing the apocalypse to Calvinists. He was not writing the apocalypse to Episcopalians. He was writing the apocalypse to the one holy Catholic and apostolic church. He wasn't writing it to America. He wasn't writing, it wasn't like, dear United States of America, 2,000 years from today, though I've never met you, I love you, and here's what's going to happen in your time. No, he was writing it to the church. He gave the seven warnings, the seven praises of, of the seven different types of church folk, which you can generally find in the Catholic Church. And you can stretch it out so that it fits Protestants as well, you know, Lutherans and Presbyterians and Wesleyans and whatever. But he was not writing it to you. The case could be made he wasn't even writing it to the to the Eastern Orthodox. The case could be made. Whether or not this is about, you know, whether or not our Lord is actually getting ready to to roll back the curtain and call it and call it over, really <laughs> just want to point out, we've got a few years. Even if this is it, we still have a few years. The man of sin isn't out. But the groundwork can certainly be laid. And it does seem to have been. So even if we're coming up on the last seven years, the fact is we're still coming up on the last seven years. And why do I say that? We're still coming up on the last seven years because America, the most powerful country in the history of the world, is still in power. We don't play a role. We play a role in all of the lead up, but we don't play a role. It's clear in Catholic prophecy that the center of the world goes back to the old world. We don't play a role. And in order for us to not play a role, you kind of have to do the math. It means we're destroyed. It means that the hegemonic power of the United States of America, that one that once wonderful empire has to be replaced. It's it. It's done. Because if it's not, and we are the beast out of the east, the beast from the sea, oh, Heavenly Father, help us all. Because that beast is utterly destroyed. And it looks like it's going to be sooner rather than later. It looks like they've signed us up for the end of the world. Get into a state of grace and stay there. Pray for me. Pray for my fellow Catholic commentator, because most of them don't seem to be, they're not talking about this. Now, it could be because they don't know enough about it. It could be because they're not willing to go that far on the end, out on a limb, and that's fine. This is no condemnation. But we're almost there. We're almost there. So pray that the word gets out. Pray that more people start paying attention. Pray 
Pray that we can that we can gather together as many souls as possible. Get into and stay in a state of grace. We're coming up on November. You could say it's the cash crop for grace. The month where we can do the most good. Pray for the conversion of the Pope. But understand that he's probably going to go to Moscow soon. We're here. We made it. We're in that time period where even the most mediocre saints are going to be put through so much. If you can make it in this time, all of the saints in history have said that this is going to be the, this is going to be it. This is going to be the time because the faith has been so bastardized because there are so few people who know it and understand it, but are trying to cling to it. This is that time period when efforts to cling to the one true faith are going to be most greatly rewarded. Because too many of us have no idea what we're up against. We have no idea how how all of these things have led us astray. But whether you're set of a contest, or your Novus Ordo, or your SSPX, or FSSP, or, or Institute of Christ the King, or whatever, we're here. It is actually the final countdown. Maybe not for everyone, maybe not for the whole world, but most certainly. Most certainly for the United States of America. Because whether we're destroyed financially or Russia nukes us, the fact is, is we're not going to make it. It doesn't take divine intervention to strike us down. It will take divine intervention to keep us afloat. And I don't think God's interested. Would you be? After all the filth that we've put out over these last few years? Would you be interested in saving the United States after we've murdered 61 million people and propagated the murder of one and a half billion children worldwide? Would you be interested in saving that country? That unpenitential, blasphemous nation? If we convert, of course he would. I just don't see it happening. So pray. Pray for the church. Pray for the conversion of the Pope. Pray for the conversion of Biden and Pelosi and all those other morons. And yes, I called them morons. I'm praying for their conversion. Yes, I know. And I'm still calling them morons because until they convert, they're damned. And it's a choice they're going to have to make. And I'm not going to be there. I don't personally care one way or the other. What I care about is the fact that you, dear family, are about to suffer in ways that we never thought humanly possible. So pray. Do penance. We've got a hell of a fight ahead. And that fight is just making it. So remember, it's not your neighbor who's your enemy, it's the devil. And fight accordingly. And know your neighbor's not the devil. Anyway, let me get the heck off of here. <clears throat> pray for the church. Pray for the nation. Pray for us in Catholic social media. Some of us need to be ringing some bigger alarm bells. 
So pray. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.